pleasure to welcome Bill Curry back to the program. Mr. Curry is the deputy, deputy rather, Ottawa Bureau Chief for the Globe and Mail. Uh, we last spoke with Bill uh, after he uh, introduced a three-part series on the Arrive Can app. It was brilliant work. He's back with a new column entitled Review of Billions of COVID-19 Wage Benefits not worth the effort, says the head of the CRA, the Canada Revenue Agency. Bill Curry, good morning and welcome back. Good morning, Sterling. Good to have you with us. Bob Hamilton is the commissioner of the Canada Revenue Agency, and he made an appearance to the uh, before the House of Commons Public Accounts Committee a couple of days ago, Bill, and said that statement, among others, uh, the, the Commons Committee looking into the Auditor General's report on overpayments of COVID benefits. Pick it, the ball up there and, and run with it. Just bring us up to speed as to why Mr. Hamilton is so comfortable saying checking out or, or investigating $15 billion bucks worth of money that may be recoverable to some degree isn't worth the effort. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just to backtrack a bit, people might find some of that familiar. In December, the Auditor General, Karen Hogan, had a report um, talking about like reviewing all of those uh, programs that went out to individuals and businesses during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a lot of money, yep. about $210 billion in total, of which about $100 billion was the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy to businesses. So it was the biggest single pandemic program. So it's, you know, it's, this is very important to find out where the money went. And that report had found you know, uh, $4.6 billion went to ineligible people, and then there was another $27 billion that should, in her opinion, be looked at closely especially $15.5 billion in wage subsidies. And that program was only supposed to go to employers who could really show that their income had dropped dramatically due to COVID. Right. And she said her review found it didn't look like those businesses in that $15.5 billion bucket met that threshold, and she urged the CRA to give them a closer look. Well, that's 15, so, it's $15 billion, Bill. That, uh, typically, if the government, if the, if the revenuers go after you, uh, go after a, an, an amount of money, they're not going to recover 100% of anything they go after. But typically, what would a recover percentage be? Uh, because, again, we're talking $15 billion bucks. Yeah, well, Karen Hogan's argument is that you know, sure, the CRA typically just uh, skims whatever program they're reviewing. They'll, what they do is they call it a risk-based assessment. Right. And they go after uh, if there's particular red flags that uh, warrant looking into things, then they will do that. And they don't normally audit everything or review every, every single penny. Sure. But Her- Hogan's argument is that because these programs had such loose restrictions at the onset, the the focus, the priority for the government's policy was get the money out the door the fastest possible, and we'll ask questions later. And right. there was a warning at the time saying, you know, to everybody, you know, you can apply for this stuff, but if you're if you're applying and you don't really qualify, we're going to come after you later and then get the money back. So that was the premise when this money went out. She's arguing CRA should be doing a lot more than they normally do in this case, just because of the, the unusual nature of these programs. And so this report came out in December, then the Parliament went on recess for a couple of months. The MPs are just starting to trickle back into Ottawa. The House starts back on Monday, and we had some committees starting up just at the end of the week. So, so that's why this is picking up again. We actually had the Public Accounts Committee with Bob Hamilton, the CRA uh, commissioner, sitting right next to Karen Hogan uh, for two hours. So it was great to see them back and forth making their arguments to MPs. And uh, Bob... Uh, you know, the commissioner is, is absolutely uh, adamant that his risk-based approach is still the way to go. He's saying that they've done some preliminary work, and uh, he's, he's satisfied that they're going to stick with that. 
and uh, you know use use the phrase in committee a few times it wouldn't be worth the effort to go after the full fifteen point five million billion well, right and, so uh, and, and I you got you the and I, of MPs worked up because as you say like lots of people whether personally or whether it's friends and family all have. Uh, Stories of dealing with the CRA, where they might have, uh, you know, spent months dealing with relatively small amounts and having to go back and forth, and uh, it's not a pleasant experience. So. Exactly. Now, <laughs> you and I have been talking about this for actually for years, and and I remember having the conversation with you, Bill, as as this program was being announced, and one of the things that I remember talking to you specifically about this phrase, which was ignore obvious red flags that was a directive it was as you said the point was to get as much money out into the marketplace as fast as possible but that directive was part of the package ignore obvious red flags and you talk about this in your in your article in the globe the other day about bill morneau reinforcing what you and i were saying years ago this is crazy well that's that's another interesting thing so the report came out in december then mid-January, we got some new information about all this, which is um, Bill Morneau's book, which is uh, quite critical of the Trudeau government and his colleagues in government around those decisions in early 2020 when they were creating these programs. Because right. ultimately, it was his department. He was the finance minister at the time. It was his department that came up with a lot of the planning. And he described situations where over and over again, he and his officials worked through the night come up with parameters of what these programs should look like, whether it's the wage benefit or the, the emergency response benefit to individuals. And he would lay out a scenario to the prime minister's office saying, here's, you know, maybe three ways you could go about it. Absolutely do not go above this level. And then, you know, a day or two later, he's watching uh, Justin Trudeau make the announcement and the total package of benefits for the program is well exceeds what he had advised them was the absolute limit. Do not go past. So right. he called it, the lowest point in his political career, and essentially described a situation in which the experts in government, the finance department officials, were routinely ignored by the political advisors in Justin Trudeau's prime minister's office, who chose big numbers for their political benefit uh, at the expense of, uh, you know, probity and doing what is, uh, should be the limit in terms of responsible spending. Yeah, you talked about the commissioner of, of uh, the Canada Revenue Agency, Mr. Hamilton, sitting next to the Auditor General of Canada, Karen Hogan, uh, before this uh, House of Commons Public Accounts Committee, and you talk about the back and forth, because Mr. Hamilton actually disputed the $15 billion number the Auditor General had brought forward. Yeah, it's interesting because you were talking about red flags. So her premise was, you know, the CRA did have some data that it could look at, and that is uh, sales tax revenue. When you're a business, you have to routinely be submitting your sales tax revenue to the government. Sure. And so the CRA should have been able to say, uh, you know, you're, you're claiming this wage subsidy, but I don't see through the sales tax benefit, uh, revenue that, uh, that you've had this big drop, so maybe we should look into that closely. For some reason, he says that's not a reliable guide. He didn't really explain that. Um, it, you know, it seems reasonable to me. But uh, Hogan's point is, you know, sure, that's fine. If you want to do a risk-based approach, fine. But you need to do a much broader search. She's, her words were, you need to work harder. You need to put more resources into it. Um, you know, what you're doing is simply not enough. And 
And the CRA was not budging on that one at all. Interesting. Now, you quote Bill Morneau from his book, quote, calculations and recommendations from the Ministry of Finance were basically disregarded in favor of winning a popularity contest. That's the quote from Bill Morneau's book, uh, in which, of course, as you said, he takes a considerable number of shots at at Trudeau and, and the prime minister's office, especially the unelected uh, people who run the show. For And, and as we're uh, as this committee hearings uh, reveals, there's more and more of evidence to support that, isn't there? Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. And, and he's been doing the rounds to promote his book. Sure. It's kind of funny because Bill Morneau, at, even at the time and now, is not... Uh, it's not really how he talks. He, he tends to be uh, pretty vague in his comments and relatively dry. So, so the, the words in the, in the book don't really sound like him, but it's, it's, it's fascinating to see him be so candid. Uh, uh, I think anybody who follows this government up close, I mean, it's, it's, it's been the same for a long time. It's the political advisors in the prime minister's office who are uh, often far more influential than cabinet ministers. And uh, it's, But it's, it's quite fascinating uh, to see in the book just... You know, he described situations where he really didn't even know Justin Trudeau that well, that they were almost never able to have one-on-one conversations. Trudeau's political staff were always around him. Uh, he describes a prime minister that pretty much always defers to his advisors on issues and, and agrees with what they say. So the, the folks around the PMO are very par- powerful, according to Bill Morneau's account of his five years in Ottawa. Indeed. Uh, final question to you, Bill, and we're grateful for your time once again. Good to have you back. Uh, is there enough political pressure could be brought to bear to compel Mr. Hamilton and the Canada Revenue Agency to investigate $15 billion missing dollars anyway? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. The Conservatives were pretty worked up about it. It is a minority parliament, so sometimes the opposition are able to uh, push matters. Uh, the House comes back on Monday, so we're going to see what uh, what they focus on. Uh, I would be surprised if there's major changes on mm-hmm. this, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, an excellent article and important for Canadians to know, Bill, and we do appreciate the fine work you continue to do uh, on this and other files. Great to have you back. Thanks for this. All the best.